welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. I'm so thankful, thankful for what God is doing in our church as well. I, I got a message from Catherine Atkins that our uh, youth team in Latvia had a really successful camp there with kids in Latvia. So, so praise God for it. Can we give the Lord a clap? That's, that's wonderful. We, we were able to help young people in Latvia from little old Cork. <laughs> you know, so praise God for that. Um, I'm rejoicing tonight with Isaac and uh, Kiara. Where, where's Kiara? Isaac's still away. Uh, congratulations. We are rejoicing with you. Rejoicing with Noreen as well. Is Noreen in the house? He's here somewhere. Uh, congratulations, Noreen. <laughs> so, uh, th- praise God, brothers and sisters. We, in, in uncertain times and challenging times, we have the privilege of building our lives not on an economy, not on a political system, not on a a kingdom of this earth, not on a philosophy of this earth, but we get to build our lives on truth, brothers and sisters, truth, and truth personified, the person of Jesus. Um, It's wonderful. That's a privilege. That's security. Security as we we face the storms and and the season. Um, it's, it's, It's truth that, that deals with every aspect of, of our fallen human nature as well. Every aspect of how sin has corrupted this world. This, this truth is, is stronger. This truth, this person of Jesus is more powerful, brothers and sisters. And, and he comes and he comes into our lives and he, he, he makes us into something that we could never be. Supernaturally, he, he steps into our paradigm, our, our experience, our world, our, our, our person. He, he personally steps into our lives and, and he does something that's, that's beyond our capability. And, and tonight, we have, to, we have to see ourselves in that journey and not be hemmed in and limited by past experiences, by, uh, by what this world would try to, to trap us in with. You know, tonight we're going to talk about, well, my title tonight is Escaping Inadequacy. Escaping Inadequacy. Um, and we're going to turn to Luke chapter 19, and we're starting verse 1 there. So if you want to turn there, Luke chapter 19, verse 1. It says here that, that Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. Verse 2, there was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was one of the most influential Jews in the Roman tax-collecting business, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowds. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree beside the road so he could watch from there. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down 
for I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy, but the crowds were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, I will give half my wealth to the poor. And if I've overcharged people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a son of Abraham. And I, the son of man, have come to seek and save those like him who are lost. Hallelujah. Lord God, Lord, tonight, Lord, Lord, we have come, Lord, to this place, O oh God, Lord, with a sense of seeking, O oh God, Lord, with a sense of uh, asking, Lord, that you would, Lord, speak into our lives and our experience, Lord. Lord, we expect to be nourished, Lord, from your word, O oh God. So we come, Lord, with faith in our hearts, Lord. And Lord, I ask, Lord, that you speak to us tonight, Lord, every one of us, O oh God. Let us hear, O oh God. Lord, what, what you want us to hear, Lord, let us take it in. Lord, let, let it go into our hearts, O oh God. And Father, Lord, would you, Lord, help me to, to speak, Lord, O oh Lord, what you've put in my heart, Lord, in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So this, this, this topic that, that we're talking about is, is one that I suppose I personally deal with. And I would suggest that, that most of us do. I don't know. I, I think... I used to think it was, it was quite an Irish thing to, to feel a sense of inadequacy. You know, being a nation that, that has been a smaller nation, an island nation, a, a dominated nation for years and years. But I think it's, it's just part of the human condition. And I think that, that we all have a sense of inadequacy when it comes to God and the things of God. Often we can feel inadequate as, as parents, Am I good enough to bring up these, these children, Lord, that you've given me as leaders? If you're in ministry, as husbands, as wives, just as Christians, we can feel inadequate. We can feel inadequate in, in the workplace. We can feel inadequate as students. This is so hard to take in this information. I remember struggling through university you know, got there in the end, but I think it was more the prayers of my parents than my academic prowess. We can feel inadequate, even as, as musicians or whatever ministry we're in. We can, we can feel a sense of inadequacy when it comes to doing what, what, what the, 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 or performing the things that, that God has put in front of us, those good works that God has given us to do. We can feel inadequate. There's always, there always seems to be a reason to be inadequate. There's always a reason for the, the why not. I'm too quiet. Or I'm too quick to speak. There never seems to be the happy medium. Have you noticed that? It's never just right. It's always too much one way or the other way. I'm too young. That's a thing I struggle with. <laughs> I'm too young. I'm too old. 
too poor. I don't have time. I'm not as good as somebody else. I don't have the gifts or the talents that they have. I'm too tall, I'm too small. I'm too fat, I'm too thin. I'm too muscly, I struggle with that one too. My hair is too straight. My hair is too curly. I don't have any hair. <laughs> there's, always, there's always something wrong that, that leaves us inadequate to do whatever God has called us to do. There's always some sort of a reason that, that, that pops up. Zacchaeus, he, he, he was this type of person. He, he had a physical inadequacy that he struggled with that was an issue for him. He also had other inadequacies as well that, that we're going to talk about that left him isolated from his community and his, his society. His height was an issue. He was altitude challenged, if you like. And brothers and sisters, sometimes our sense of inadequacy can come from just the way that, that we're made or something that, it's not, it's not something that we have done or, or something that we have brought into our life. It's, it's something that has been thrust upon us. His height was an issue. And sometimes our sense of inadequacy can come from, from our genetics, just our ancestry. I have struggles in my life because of what genetics has, has dealt me. Sometimes it can be things that have come from our home background. The way we were brought up has, has done something to the, the way we view life or left us with some scars or difficulties, and it can affect us, it can affect how we view ourselves and, and, and that sense of being able to do something. We can feel unqualified for, for many different reasons. And Zacchaeus had physical setbacks in his life. But he, he did have some things going for him. It seems that he was, he was quite intelligent, quite smart, quite cunning, if you like. And he became a chief tax collector. So that meant that he would have been able to spot who was hiding their money under the mattress, who had gathered wealth and was trying to avoid paying taxes. Tax collectors are never popular, never liked. But he was able to rise in this area of skill and able to extract money for taxes from, from the people around him. And he would have done that on behalf of the Romans. As you know, the, the Romans were ruling the, the, the land of Israel at the time. And so they employed tax collectors who were Jews 
And they would have known the, the local community. They would have known whose business was doing well. They would have known what, roughly what they were bringing in, if the fishing was good or the harvest was good or the money lending was good. Whatever, whatever they were doing, building what, carpentry, what, whatever business they were in, these tax collectors would go around and they would watch everything and they would have an idea of, of how prosperous people were, and they would want to get their, whatever it was, 30, 40, 50, I don't know what percentage the Romans were looking for, but they, the Romans took a lot of money out of the countries that, that they conquered. And so these tax collectors would have betrayed their community. They would have betrayed their friends just to, as certainly Zacchaeus would, to have become a chief tax collector meant that he would have betrayed anybody to, to get in this money and to, and to do well in tax collecting. And, and, to, and what he would have done as well, he would, have, um, he would have taken extra taxes from people and kept it for himself. And so you can imagine Zacchaeus, he had a height issue, but he had some other issues in life that probably were, were even worse there was a sin and a greed issue going on in his life. And he was be, be, prepared to betray people and, and, uh, and, and destroy people so he could progress. And he became rich from this. And the downside was that he became an outcast. He became a reject in society. He wasn't accepted anymore. He was seen as a, as a sinner and one of the worst sinners, if not the worst type of sinner. He was a betrayer. And this day, Jesus is coming to town. The, 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 actually, the, the name Jericho, it means fragrance. And this day, there was the fragrance of Jesus in Jericho. And Jesus was coming through town. And, and this Zacchaeus, there's something, something that stirred in his heart. Something that, that he wanted, he, he wanted something. And as, as we, we've read the story tonight, it seems that, that he was wanting Jesus, but he just wasn't able to get to him. Zacchaeus had heard something about Jesus and it stirred something up within him. It stirred a curiosity and a desire within him. See, Zacchaeus was rich but inadequate. Rich but failed. Rich but less. Was cunning and, and was smart but was still less inadequate. He still had his issues. Romans chapter 3, it says that we all fall short of the glory of God. And maybe you're, you're here tonight and you've, you've never really grasped hold of some of these things that, that, that you're hearing about now, but the Bible tells us that all of us are inadequate. All of us are failed. All of us have sinned. All of us deliberately sin. All of us go after the wrong things. And, 
according to, if we were to draw a line in the sand, that, that, that if you're on one side of it, you would get into heaven. If you're on the other side of it, you fail the test, and you are outside of heaven. Then the Bible tells us that all of us are on the wrong side of the line. All of us are inadequate and have fallen short of the glory of God. And, and that's where Zacchaeus was. His own failings, the failings of others, all of it together, he found himself on the wrong side of the line. And the good news tonight, brothers and sisters, is that if you are on the wrong side tonight, it is a simple step. It is receiving a free gift to get on the right side of the line. It's a gift. It's a gift. And if you're curious about that, don't leave tonight without asking the questions. But Zacchaeus was on the wrong side of the line. He was inadequate when it came to, to, to getting to Jesus, to being, to being able to approach a holy person like Jesus. And not only that, there was a crowd there. And, and, this, and the story tells us this, that between Zacchaeus and Jesus, there, there was this crowd of people. And so Zacchaeus couldn't get through this crowd. Now remember that, that he's small. He is unable... A, compared to him, compared to his strength, compared to his height. These people are all giants. And, and so he's, he's trying to get around to see Jesus, and he can't see Jesus. And sometimes our inadequacies, brothers and sisters, can be a little bit like that. These things that, that we struggle with, I feel less as a person because I've, I've got this issue or that issue or, or this problem or, or this background or, or um, I'm, I'm weak in some way or, or my health let, lets me down in some way. And, and all these things are too big for us. We are unable to overcome them. We can't climb over these giants. We can't push through. We can't get past them. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, as Christians, we can struggle with a sense of inadequacy. Come on, anybody agree with me tonight? We, we, can, feel, we can feel that I know God is with me and I, I know He loves me and I know He's got a plan for my life, but I feel so inadequate. I feel like I just can't get to where he wants me to be. I feel like I can't do what he wants me to do. I feel like I'm, I'm not achieving what Jesus wants me to achieve. And I'm inadequate. And, and this is like Zacchaeus. These people were all too big for him. He couldn't get past them. He couldn't get beyond them. I wonder what are some of the things that are, that are blocking our view of Jesus tonight. Is it you know, sometimes we can, even as Christians, we, we have this, we can struggle with so many things. Anger or laziness. Fear. Fear is a big one. Fear brings a snare. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of making mistakes. I'm afraid of getting it wrong. I'm afraid of rejection. I'm afraid I'll make mistakes. I'm afraid I'll say something wrong, you know, when it comes to witnessing. I, I might misquote the Bible or, or steer somebody the wrong way. Fear will stop us. Selfishness. Addiction. Addicted to something or other. Bitterness. 
Bitterness, that, that root that will consume us and destroy us. And brothers and sisters, tonight, if you're, if you're struggling with an inadequacy in your life, and that feeling of, I'm not making it, I'm, I'm not able to do it, I'm not, I'm not getting there, then I've got three things that I want you to take note of tonight from, from Zacchaeus. Because the truth is, and we know this, Jesus is here. Jesus is here and he's with us and he loves us and he's not rejecting us. The first thing that, that I want you to, to do tonight, and we, we see it in Zacchaeus' story, I want you to become a tree hugger. Okay? Become a tree hugger. What do I mean by that? In those days, Jewish men didn't run. It tells us that, that, that Zacchaeus ran. And he ran to a tree. And he climbed a tree. And in those days, Jewish men didn't climb trees either because they were afraid of, of exposing themselves and being embarrassed. And, but Zacchaeus, he goes and he climbs a tree. He goes to a tree because of his deficiency, because of his weakness, because of his inadequacy. He didn't try to beat the crowd and punch his way through and climb over the top of them. He goes to a tree. He was too weak to get through the crowd. And brothers and sisters, when I talk about being a tree hugger, it's symbolic. We're talking about the cross. We're talking about going back to the cross again. If you feel inadequate, if you feel that you're, you're not good enough, and it's the truth, we're not good enough. But that sense of inadequacy that, that can freeze us from moving forward in the things of God, if you're feeling inadequate, go back to tree hugging. Go back to the cross again and climb on that cross. Cling to the cross, brothers and sisters. Take a hold of the cross again because that is, that is, that is where we can run to with all of our shame, with all of our faults, with all of our weakness, brothers and sisters. The cross is the answer. What Jesus has won for us, what he has accomplished on that cross, overcomes inadequacy. It overcomes weakness. It overcomes shame. It separates us from our past. Hallelujah. Whatever your past labels were, whatever you were in the past, it's gone with the cross. The cross dismisses it all and casts, casts all of that into the sea of his forgetfulness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have to, we have to center our lives around the cross. That inadequacy gets separated from us at the cross. At the cross, go back to it again. Study the cross again. Look at the cross again, brothers and sisters. Look at what Jesus has accomplished we cannot forget the cross because otherwise we're left trying to make our own adequacy. 
trying to cover our own shame, trying to tell ourselves sweet little lies that somehow we're good enough. No, if we go to the cross, we will see our sins covered. We will see a new status. Brothers and sisters, we have to go to the cross again. Hallelujah. There are three things that that we receive at the cross that that are going to encourage you tonight. Those tree huggers. (laughs) He paid for our sins, every last one of them. Every last one of them. Past, present, and future. It's dealt with, brothers and sisters. It's dealt with. Even, even if we're still stumbling in something, an addiction or a, a weakness, very often we, 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 we have these besetting sins that we keep going into. He pays for them all. It's done. It's done. When we go back to the cross and we look at it, we see that the work is finished. It's finished. His blood was paid and shed for our sins. And what does he do at the cross? He gives us resurrection life, the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you weak? Am I weak? Yes. Yes. But because of the cross, he's able to send the Spirit into our lives because of of what he won on the cross. He's able to send the Spirit who raised him from the dead. He's able to put that resurrection life, that life of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, into us. Have you forgot? It's so easy to do. We forget that Almighty God lives in me. The person of the Spirit lives in me, that ever-present help in time of need. He lives in me. He will never leave or forsake me. I can have a confidence that I have a strength in time of need. He is with me. He is with me. He has forgiven our sins, and He comes, and He gives us resurrection power. And instead of The third thing that the cross does is just three lovely substitutions. Instead of being slaves to sin, we now enter into citizenship of heaven. We have we belong to the family of God. We have a new identity. Is is your fight with your old identity? Is is the sense of inadequacy common from, from what people said about you in the past? Well, you now belong to Jesus. You now are a citizen of heaven. Hallelujah. We become clothed, not not just with adequacy, brothers and sisters. We We aren't just made adequate. Is there somebody back there doing something? (laughs) I'm not afraid, these muscles. <laughs> we don't just become clothed with adequacy, brothers and sisters. We're clothed with glory. With glory. We're not just scraping through. We've been covered with robes of absolute righteousness, perfection. So God the Father looks at you and he sees Jesus. 
He sees the perfection of Jesus on you. And here we are walking around, our heads down. I've failed again and, and I'm less in this way. And um, my personality, my hair, my, my, I'm too tall, I'm too short. Whatever it is, we're, we're struggling with these things. And he looks at us and he sees the glory of Jesus that he has shared with us. Robes of righteousness hidden in Christ Jesus with a new name, a new identity, a new citizenship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are clothed. We are covered. We're set in a new place with a new name and a new identity. And what happens? Zacchaeus, he clings to this tree. He becomes a tree hugger. And as he climbs onto that tree, what happens? Jesus meets him there. Jesus meets him at the tree. And Jesus will meet us at the cross again in a fresh way, in a new way, if we will go to the cross. Brothers and sisters, if we will look at what he has done, if we will examine his work at the cross, he'll meet us there again in a fresh way. If you're a Christian, he'll meet you there in a fresh way. If you're not a Christian and you go to the cross and you say, I'm putting my faith in what Jesus has done on that cross, Jesus will meet you there. He will meet you there and he will share his glory with you. He will share his life with you and he will, he will make you a citizen of heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus met Zacchaeus at the cross. So the first thing was become a tree hugger again. Go back to the cross. Go back to the cross. The second thing I want to encourage you to do that, that we see Zacchaeus doing is bring Jesus home. Bring Jesus home. Jesus said to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, I want to stay with you. I want to stay with you. And you know that, that Jesus says it in, in Revelation. He says, I stand at the door and knock. If we would open the door, he would come in and he would be with us. And if you're struggling with inadequacy in your life, this is the second thing that we see Zacchaeus doing. He brought Jesus home. He brought Jesus into the, the parts of his life that were, I suppose, the most intimate to him, the most treasured to him. Now, here's the thing. Zacchaeus was in a home that was full of stolen goods. <laughs> he was a tax collector. He was a thief. The chief of sinners. This this wasn't the holiest of homes. This 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 was a corrupt place, and and Jesus comes into the the failure of of Zacchaeus's home life. He says, "I'm coming home with you, Zacchaeus." And Zacchaeus didn't say no. He said, "Yes, come on, come on, Jesus." And brothers and sisters, I, I want to encourage you tonight. The second thing that we're talking about here is bring Jesus into every aspect. Bring him into the struggle, whatever it is. Bring him into that conversation that happens in your head that tells you you're not good enough. 
Bring him into that conversation. Bring him into uh, the accusations that the enemy comes and says to you that you're not good enough. You're not worthy. Or you'll never be as good a Christian as somebody else down the road. Bring Jesus into your home, into your home life, into your relationships, into the struggles, into the failure. Brothers and sisters, he, he wants to come and be with us in all of that. He will never turn away from us, but we have to invite him into it. He, that's why he says, I stand at the door and knock, is because sometimes we don't allow him in. We don't bring him into to some of these areas that he wants to talk to us about. He wants to have a conversation about the, the weaknesses, the struggle, the disappointments, the failure. He wants to talk to us about those things, brothers and sisters. He's not shy of it. He's not shocked. He's not embarrassed. But if we would bring him into those areas, he would bring peace and he'd bring encouragement and it brings strengthening. And if, you, if, you're, if you've got areas that, that you're hiding from them, open the door. Open the door and allow, allow, the, allow the inadequacy to be driven out. Why? Because it's not our adequacy that qualifies us. It's His adequacy. And if we will invite him in, our confidence, our faith would grow that, you know what? Yeah, I've got these failures. I've got a problem here and I've got a problem there. In fact, I've got problems all over the place. But you know what? Jesus covers them all. He covers them all and he brings strength and he brings peace and he brings wisdom where I lack wisdom and he brings joy where I should just be disappointed. Brothers and sisters, invite him in. Like Zacchaeus did. He brought Jesus home. He brought Jesus home. I want to talk with you. I want to be close to you, Zacchaeus. I want to be close to you, Jake. Venetius. Stephen. I want to be close to you. I want to talk to you. I don't want to walk with you. I want to be your friend. I want to be your strength. I want to lead you. And I want to remind you of so many good things, so many beautiful things, so many beautiful truths that will encourage you. I want to stay with you, Jesus said. And he, that's what he says to us tonight. He wants to stay with us. Hallelujah. So Zacchaeus took Jesus home. I could boast tonight of so many areas of weakness that I have that Jesus has become, he's helped me with. And many of us could. There's so many testimonies we could stand up and say, I am this, I am that, but Jesus is helping me. Every job I have had Jesus got it for me. <laughs> every, every promotion I got was because of Jesus. Every accomplishment, every qualification was because of Jesus. He has been so good, 
so good. Jesus makes us adequate, brothers and sisters, if we just let him in. He'll help us. He'll help us. The third thing that Zacchaeus did, and we read it, and we go back to verse 8, it says this, Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord, and if I have overcharged people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. I'm going to encourage you into something tonight. Inadequacy diminishes, it withers when we become generous. When we give of, of what we have, the, the Bible says it's more blessed to give than receive. Do, do, do you know what, what Zacchaeus was doing here? He was doing what Jesus would do. He, he, was, he was stepping in to the sta- a different stature. He was stepping into a place of not just receiving from Jesus, but being the hands and the feet of Jesus, the mouthpiece of Jesus. He was going to give half of everything he, he had to the poor. It meant the poor were going to participate in stolen goods, but anyway, it was a nice gesture. <laughs> but but Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus was stepping into the ministry of Jesus, brothers and sisters. And this is, this is, this is one of the things that will lift us right out of inadequacy is if we will step into that place and say, Jesus, I'm willing to be your hands and your feet. I'm unable, I'm weak, I'm failed, I'm all these things, but I'm willing to to do it. And I'll give of what I have. My loaves, my fish, I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to give to the poor or give to people in need or whatever way that could be a, a ministry thing. It could be a time thing. It could be a financial thing. It could, it could be a, a secret thing that, that you just know somebody's in need and you're going to, it could be a conversation. But I am going to be a vessel in your hands, oh God, for what it's worth, I'm going to give half of everything that I have to whatever you want me to give it to Jesus, I'm going to be your hands and your feet. And you step in to an identifying with Jesus, an identifying with the generosity of Jesus, the kindness of Jesus. This is an honor, brothers and sisters. This is a privilege for us. And if we would do it, our hearts would become filled with joy. I know that, that different times where I've been able to encourage people, I come away singing. I come away singing. If I'm able to show somebody the way to Jesus, I come away just rejoicing. If I give something and, and it helps somebody out, I just, I get so much joy out of that. And I know that God is using me. And there's nothing greater than being a vessel in the Lord's hands. And I'm going to encourage you, brothers and sisters, to step into this by putting your faith in the cross, being the tree hugger, inviting Jesus into your home, and then becoming his hands and his feet. 
and we see Zacchaeus reaching out to the poor. And another thing that he does, he puts right what is wrong, how he has wronged other people. And that might seem like you're going to pile on inadequacy. I'm going to go to somebody and put something right that I've done wrong. I'm going to expose myself like that and maybe embarrass myself like that. But that's not. That has taken the higher ground of knowing that your, your sins are forgiven. You've got a new identity. Your past is gone. Your sin is separated from you. And you can go and say, look, I got that wrong. I'm sorry about that. I want to put it right. And I'm telling you why I'm doing it, because I love Jesus. And it becomes a testimony, brothers and sisters. It becomes something powerful in your life, and it encourages other people into a right walk with the Lord. And it does so much good. It'll do so much good for you, because if we don't deal with those things, brothers and sisters, then what we actually do is we are nursing a little bit of shame, a little bit of guilt. We're hiding things that should be put right with others. Do you understand? And that leads to inadequacy. I'm going to encourage you tonight. Put the things right that need to be put right. Do it. Step into this righteousness that, that Jesus allows. To, he allows us to make mistakes. You see, this is the thing. We, we can get it wrong in relationships. And he has made a way for us to put it right. And it's a privilege. And it brings us into such a place of fruitfulness, of fullness. And it's how we escape, like Zacchaeus, the smallness of inadequacy. Become a tree hugger, back to the cross. Go back there, find out what he's really accomplished for us. Believe it. Live in it. Invite Jesus into every area and become his hands and his feet to the, the needy around us and put things right with our brothers and sisters and live righteously with each other. And you will, you will be... I, I still feel inadequate, but, but faith overwhelms it. There's a, there's a growth in this, brothers and sisters. I want to encourage you into it grow in those things and you'll walk away inadequacy becomes a smaller thing because it becomes less about how I feel about it and more about what I know God will do it does I'm encouraging you into that journey God bless you Thank you for tuning in with us today make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.